You are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it. Your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and actions often sabotage you. Are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure? To win this battle, you must connect with your inner warrior. We all have a warrior within us, one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges. If you're just surviving rather than thriving, then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation units, as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time with the Military and Warriors Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS. Well, all right, everyone. Welcome to the Warriors Ascent podcast with your hosts, Mike Kenny, Matt Hastings. So today we're going to talk about motivation. So let me ask, right? Have you ever felt like you were just going through the motions, right? Some mindless, unenthusiastic automaton, right? Just showing up and executing like a mindless drone, right? <laughs> so time to make the donuts is what we were oh, saying. Man. For those, we're dating ourselves, but the old, I think it's the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, time to make the donuts, you know, this drone that just does this thing, right? So <laughs> are you interested in tapping into that motivation and the mindset shifts required to push through and get things done? Well, that's what we'll we'll talk about today. So today's episode focuses on motivation and how to spur yourself into action. Sound good? Yeah, and that sounds like a problem we all need to figure out how to, f- to fix. Oh yeah, I mean, we've all been there. You yeah. know? And even people that are intrinsically motivated, you know, highly motivated, uh, you know, why I find this relevant is because there are always days where you're like, what, man, what am I doing? I'm just executing, I'm just, you know, Ugh, I just, it's hard to muster up that level of enthusiasm. Um, Not an A-game day sometimes. That's exactly it. And as we've talked about before in the previous episode, if motivation is what, you know, drives your action, you know, to a large degree, I mean, your thoughts drive your emotions, drive your actions. But if motivation is really a prerequisite for you to accomplish your mission, you know, or, or you know, complete a task, man, if you can't, marshal <laughs> that, uh, you know, that motivation and enthusiasm to get things done, you're, you're going to be hard pressed to be, to be effective. That's right. So getting back to what we were saying before, the ability to say, all right, Hey, what's, what's at play here? How might I tap into that and, and get myself back on track when I find my motivation waning? That's what we'll, that's we'll, what we're trying to we'll, figure we'll, out. We'll attempt to do today. So Again, refamiliarizing people with our rubric. And again, I know it's an eye chart, you know, for heaven's sake, don't try to, oh my God, look at all this stuff. Just know, right? Mind, body, soul at the top. And throughout further episodes, we'll, we'll break that out. But that is, I'll say, the overarching theme that, uh, <laughs> that, that governs, you know, our approach. And then at the bottom below that, that cut line there is where we kind of break that even further. And as we've mentioned before, we oriented people to that, right? So motivation, thinking, mindset, energy, self-efficacy relationships, and self-actualization. Well, today we'll focus 
on the lower left, right? So the motivation and commitment component, and we'll kind of break that out even further. So motivation and hope. We're going to cover this very briefly, a very brief review. This was from last season. And we talked about the motivation procrastination equation from Pierce Steele, and then from Shane Lopez, the hope equation. I'm not going to go into details because we went into plenty of detail in that previous episode. I want to say it was either eight or nine, but you know, see last season. But, he, but bottom line, hey, there is an equation for, for motivation you know, and, and how to avoid procrastination and be motivated that speaks to expectancy, you know, how, it, how much expectancy, how much do you expect to be able to achieve your, your goals, right? The, the value that you place on them, those are good. The detractors are impulsivity and delay. I mean, if you're prone to chasing the shiny thing and being distracted and inability to focus, that's to your detriment. And then delay when your goal is so far off. When that term paper is at the end of the semester, how, how motivated are you to start getting to work on it right now? Very little. Well, that, that yeah. delay piece is your adversary. That's at, what's you at play there. Get right on it. Yeah, That's exactly it. <laughs> and then lastly, hope from, from Shane Lopez. You know, he says it's goals plus agency plus pathway. So having a good lofty goal. So you can have any goal, right? Oh, you know, geez, I want to do whatever. But if it doesn't excite you, if it's really, if you don't have a linkage again between achieving that goal and then some sort of an end state or an outcome that you really desire, you'll be hard pressed to, you know, have that hope that yeah, I'm going to be able to achieve this. Agency speaks to your ability to affect an outcome. I mean, if you're thinking that, man, I can't, I, I can't affect the outcome. I don't have the resources. Right. I don't have the skills. I don't have the intellect. I don't have the support. Well, then it's, it's a hopeless cause. You need that agency. And lastly, pathways, plural, is invariably the obstacle, you know, obstacles will, you know, get in your way. And if you don't have contingencies, right, pace, primary, alternate, contingency, emergency, if you don't have other routes or avenues to achieve your goal, you hit that one obstacle and you're like, all is lost. That's why right. having multiple pathways or contingencies is important. Yep. But again, you know, we covered that last time. So for today... What we'll talk about on the right, motivation and commitment, right? Start with why, right? Motivation 2.0, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Grit from Angela Duckworth's book titled the same, Grit, where she talks about purpose, passion, practice, and hope. And then lastly, you know, we'll talk about discipline as it relates to motivation, right? Anti-fragile, right? From uh, Nassim Taleb's book, of the same title, Anti-Fragile, which is, uh, you know, an interesting book. You know, he talks about post-traumatic growth, you know, coming back stronger, but it, it's, it's a mindset, much the same. Whoop, that was covered in the last um, episode. That's from Gabriel Oettingen. So wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. So we won't go into too many details there. Ohms, right? Obstacles make me stronger, right? A mindset shift that, hey, obstacles... Yes, they get in your way, but in overcoming them, they make you stronger. You that's grow and learn, yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. And, it. and it's tied to the concept clinically of post-traumatic growth, right? I so like that term. Growth mindset from Carol Dweck, right? You can either have a growth or a fixed mindset. Best to have a growth mindset. And then lastly, how that all ties into the warrior ethos, right? So motivation and commitment. Matt, talk about your motivation and commitment to being 
an awesome aviator and how that, that, uh, how that played into your success. I guess I always knew that's what I wanted to do. I mean, I, I grew up as a kid on an av on an airport because my dad had a flying business, and I didn't realize how lucky that was. And but I knew I wanted to do it, and I knew that um, you know he, I, it was hard and it was difficult, and um, very few people got to do it. And I just didn't see any reason why that couldn't be me, even when it got hard. You know, um, and when things did get hard, I altered my course and I tried a different method. You know, eventually I. I found my way. I was in Air Force ROTC and I just didn't pass. You know, I could have been a, a navigator, but I couldn't be Maverick and I'm not Goose, right. just not Goose. Right. So, you know, I said, well, I can't. And I remember this colonel telling me, you're not going to ever make it in aviation unless you go to the military. And so then I thought, well, we'll see. You know, but he was right. I, I used the Army. And again, they said to me, you know, nobody makes this to the warrant officer program without already being a soldier. I said, we're going to give it a shot. You know, because you came right in. Yeah. Yeah. I came in and there was 4,000 applicants for four slots. And I was one of those four slots again. So it's like opportunity, like, Hey, that's an opportunity seeing it and seizing it, you know? Cause then I was like, wow, wait a minute. Maybe I don't want to go to the army. And then I thought, cause I'm going to leave, have to leave my home state of Wyoming. And I'm going to change. Like I have a relationship, but I'm going to change family. It's going to change a lot of things to chase this thing. I don't know. Now I'm starting to feel nervous about it, but it's like, Oh, I'm going for it, man. I have to, I will never be able to look back. Dude. One of four out of 4,000. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. one of those rare opportunities. You know, we talked about when you have but one shot at an opportunity, make it count. <laughs> you know, and then it was always like, I always didn't, you know, my dad always wanted me to be an airline pilot. Cause I think it was always like, Hey, you get paid good. You don't work as hard. You have, Right. You know, little status symbol. And I'm like, no, man, that's boring. I want down adventure, scary, you know, trees in my wings and uh, <laughs> landing gear filled with branches. That's what I want. You know, right. you, don't want and, the easy, uh, you don't want the easy ride, man. Yeah. So the army gave that to me, you know, and I, I didn't know that, but it's what it gave me. So it's exactly what I needed. And, you know, I just can't imagine how many times I should have and could have quit when things got hard, you know, my family, my parents divorced moved to a different town. So it was hard for me to, to go back and fly. And it was hard to maintain continuity with it. And, you know, it just was harder for me. And my, both my brothers could pass the academic test, like without even studying. And, you know, it took me two times to pass it. And I was really stressed and upset for missing it or failing the first one. And, and just stuff like that, where if you really want it, you know, and what was the word we used here was uh, value. I valued it, you know, and so I put everything I had into it. And I think, I think everybody could achieve a lot of stuff, you know, if they did that. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to a book, Mastery by Robert Greene. Uh, he's the, you know, I'll say the mentor for Ryan Holiday, Obstacles the Way, right? He wrote another book, um, 48 loss of power, you know, which is, I'm not going to say the work of the devil, but uh, it, it's not to be venerated and emulated. It's not these lofty ideals. It's cold, pragmatic vac Machiavellianism. Um, no, but his book, Mastery, interesting. One of the case studies was, I want to say his name is Cesar Rodriguez, you know, a like Top Gun ace fighter pilot, much the same story, not gifted. There were other pilots that had better innate skills 
but because he wanted to be there more than anything, his why was very strong. Um, he drilled and pushed himself and ended up surpassing people that had other, I'll say, better innate qualities. You know, I would say much like yourself. I mean, yeah. you're saying, yeah, academically, but, you know, hey, man, you've. I'd see that all the time as a. I was, you know, throughout my career, I would be a company level uh, standardization instructor pilot. So I ran the training for all the pilots and I would get guys just, man, you know, you're just struggling, but boy, do you try hard. And like your effort is so obvious. Whereas this dude over here, Mr. Coolio, he gets the right answers, but he puts zero effort into it. Right. And it's mostly just luck. And I, it's going to run out on this person. I was going to say, and I would it's, take it's a room. The, I said, I would take it, man. Yeah. It's one of these days. It's like, I mean, in the face of adversity, things are not going to go well for yep. you. And how are you going to handle that when everything comes easy to you? You know, and when adversity comes knocking, a lot of times those guys don't fare well. I would always tell them I would take a room, uh, you know, a unit full of the guys that were less performers, but they gave everything they had. More motivated. Because eventually, they're going to keep getting better and better. You know, it's just, it's just repetition and time and no prima donnas, man. It's truly how it is. And it's, it's really frustrating to see somebody who's super great, but they just won't do anything. Kind of, you got to watch the uh, Johnny Manziel, the Johnny football documentary that came on Netflix. It's very similar to this. This kid is just phenomenal, but he's a terrible person. Yeah. 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 Johnny football. Yeah. No doubt. No, so you start with why, right? So that's a Simon Sinekism, you know, just to give totally. to give credit. But knowing why it is that you're there, why is it that you're doing that thing? And I shared with you the anecdote, you know, when I was at West Point as a plebe, which sucks. My, you know, I called my mom, you know, my, my one phone call <laughs> a week or a month or whatever, and she What's asked this me, "What's payphone thing?" Right, you had it's to payphone, use. exactly. Yeah, back back then in the with day, your, with right? your Dunkin' Donuts. That's yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> no, and she asked me, she's like, "Is it tough?" I'm like, "Yeah," and and she asked, "Do you think you'll make it?" I said, "I will handcuff myself to my desk if I have to, because." you know, Hey, I'm a middle class, lower middle class kid. This is my one opportunity to actually get, you know, a top tier education at, you know, America's preeminent leadership institution. It's like, I need to make the most of that opportunity. opportunity. So I'm sufficiently motivated to do so. Um, you know, we talked about performance necessity and I think that's a Brendan Burchardism, but when your performance necessity is high, because A, you value the goal, and B, you've established that linkage, that logical linkage between task performance or, or, or goal achievement, and I'll say an end state or outcome, i.e. graduating from the United States Military Academy. You're going you're gonna to conduct the task. <laughs> you're going to do it, man, because you're like, this is my road to actually doing something with my life and achieving, yep. achieving something. So I would say to you, you know, that, that great and large measure stems, stems from that is establishing that causal linkage, you know, very, very clearly. Um, yep. Agreed. Yeah. If you've got but one shot, an opportunity to make it count. So kind of explicating this, you know, hey, start with why. If you've got that why and a strong why, that's, that's the first step, no doubt. Motivation 2.0. So that's, I believe, Daniel Pink um, from Drive. And he talks about autonomy, or oh, geez, autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And I've seen this played out, you know, a few different ways, you know, that people touch upon the same 
types of, I'll say, human drives. But autonomy, right? No one wants to be told what to do all the time, and they've got no say-so or decision in what they do. I don't think any reasonable person is under any illusion that they're going to be completely autonomous and never be told what to do or never be beholden to someone else. Clearly not the case. Everyone takes direction from somebody. But if a large part of your life or the meaningful parts of your life aren't somewhat self-directed, that's just kind of uninspiring, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that autonomy, I think, is important. Mastery. People want to be good at things, things that they value. Nobody goes into an activity or something meaningful, right? That, oh, I choose to do this and they want to be lousy mediocre. or mediocre. <laughs> People want to be as good as they can be. Right. And, and clearly there's some things where you're like, hey, I'm never going to be great at this, but that's okay. But then there are other things, you know, like planning, you know, School of Advanced Military Studies. So like, if I'm going to be a planner, I'm going to be a real good planner. So I'm going to do that because, you know, I want to master that. Um, purpose. We've beat that one to death, I think. But part of the human drive is knowing that you've got a purpose. And it might be, you know, I'll say a near-term purpose, like, all right, I'm going to do this and it's, I'm going to achieve this goal. But, you know, long-term, bigger purpose, you know, the whole purpose-driven life, right? Norman Vincent Peale. If you don't have purpose behind your life and your activities, if you're just going through the motions, you're just making the donuts, man. You know, again, very uninspiring. So I'd submit to you, where, how is this relevant? Well, if you're feeling so uninspired, right? And you're like, well, geez, what, you know, do you have the autonomy, you know? Or you just feel like you're being told what to do. Well, then maybe try to, try to assert that, right? If, uh, you know, you're, you're not mastering your craft and you feel like you're just going through the motions. Maybe it's, it's, it's schooling. Maybe it's a course. You know, maybe it's mentorship, you know, being mentored by somebody. There's all sorts of remedial action you can right. take if, in fact, that is the case. So next, you know, we'll take us to, to, to Grit from Angela Duckworth. You know, I like this one. Again, not to pat myself on the back, but she uses, she, she talks about exemplars, right? Grit exemplars. And there are many, you know, but two, two that she mentions by name two are, are West Point ones. cadets and then, and then Green Berets, you know, special what? forces guys. So all the stuff they've been through. So I kind of feel like, hey. So we got it covered in Double, double, here. you yeah. know, I consider myself decently gritty. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so of course I'll it was of so. great interest to me what it is that she had to say. Because I'm like, well, let me think about that. And the way she breaks it out is purpose, passion, practice, and hope. So again, we talk about purpose. Man, if you don't have that purpose, if you don't have that dialed in, clearly articulated and I'll say delineated, delineated in your mind, you know, you're just going, you're just going through the motions. Um, passion. Same thing. Um, if you're not passionate about what it is that you're doing now, and I'm not saying, you know, everything that you do, there's sometimes you just have to execute. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I want, I want to do math or accounting, you know, or or balancing the checkbook, but you know, you've got to do it. But clearly for, you know, your big goals that are tough, you've got to be passionate about it. Otherwise you're just not going to have that level of commitment. Practice the 10,000 hours plus, you know, and then hope for achievement. Now, with that said, practice 10,000 hours, speak to us, you know, about grit and, you know, your experience with 5,000 hours <laughs> yeah. uh, and an aircraft blade time. That's a lot of time. Man. Yeah. 
5,000 hours is a lot it's of time. A um, especially, you know, you talk to an airline pilot or something, it's not a lot, but a helicopter pilot, army oh, helicopter pilot, it's quite a bit. And then we have these things where, um, actually, if you're flying in the cloud, they actually, there's a multiplication factor. It counts more. They, they don't, but they tell <laughs> it's you. It's weighted. It's kind of so like for like, the risk. It's like if you're flying night vision goggles under is, these kind of. Is, is that like the, what, the visual flight rules? Yeah. VFR? Well, yep. it's just that it's like, it's more. Um, it's or, I'm sorry. Instrument, instrument flight instrument rules. Flight yeah. rules. Yeah. I'm sorry. So IFR, you can't see it, right? You can't see. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless sometimes we fly really low and we call it IFR. I follow the roads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens. Whatever it takes, man. Yeah, whatever it takes. Uh, I've done that many, many a time. Um, but no, I guess you know, what I'm getting at there is, you know, you, you've you've told me about some instances where things went awry, yeah. right? And in terms of grit, you could have been, oh my God, you yeah, know, or, or, or displayed some grit, which you did, which I would say is a function in large measure of your thousands of hours of practice. It really is the practice and the type of practice. You know, we talked about it before. We try to get um, perfect practice up front so that we don't have to undo poor habits. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so we try really hard on that. Um, one of the things I loved about this, besides the practices, you know, I used to hate the term hope because it wasn't a plan, man. I never liked that. Right. And so hope, hope is not a course of action. Yeah. Yes. And so here we had yet hope into this equation. And, um, Earlier, you pointed to me as being the engineer that you are. You said you plugged in the word hope with this other equation up top. Up at the top, right. Yeah. So you can, you can you know, replace the variables and say, well, if hope is equal to goals and agency and pathways, you're like, all right, I guess that makes sense. Right? Yeah. So in exactly. other words, it goes right back to you got to want it. There's got to be a reason for it. And you got to be willing to do damn near anything to do it. And, you know. That's right. And that, that ability to just sit there and go over and over and over. I know a lot of people that, I want to do this. You know, I want to learn the guitar and the guitar sitting over in the corner. And it's like, it's right there. It's not heavy. Like what prevents you from doing it? I mean, I don't do it. So what prevents anybody from they, they, doing know, it? Yeah. I think it gets down to value. I mean, how yeah, much do value. you want to be, you know, if it's like, well, if it's easy, I'll do it. Well, okay, man. Right. Yeah. Another, another story I wanted to tell was just like, I was sitting in Iraq, third tour, just like this first sergeant, you know, he's about to retire. And it's like, what are you going to do top when you get home from here and retire? Well, I'm going to go be an airline pilot. Like, what? You know, you're going to start from scratch. You're, you're the first sergeant, man. You're the top of the pile. You're the boss of the bosses. And now you're going to go be the guy that has to sweep the hangar and, and be at the bottom of the barrel again. He's like, yep. And then, I mean, I thought to myself, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if this person has the the grit and the dedication and motivation. And, you know, I mean, he's an airline pilot now, and it's amazing. He's doing great things. Because yeah. he was like, because he valued it, man. He's because he's of like, all hey, those things. Yeah, and it's like, one of the things I didn't, I think that was most impressive to me at that point is like, what do you mean you're going to start again? Like, you're at the end. You, you retire, and it's at the end, and you just go off into the sunset. <laughs> and that's... You know, one of the things that invites us problems is you go off into that sunset and you go, whoa, I'm not done here. I can't just sit here. Right. It's that purpose. Self-actualization, purpose, all these things right. you're talking about. You're like, yeah, I'm not done. I'm just, I'm just re remissioning. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Um, I think it's just a good thing to bring up to people. It's like, you're not done. You just, it's a new, it's a new mission. You know, what is your new mission going to be? That's a hard one. No, that's exactly it. So just kind of continuing this thread. So 
discipline as it relates to motivation. So again, I mean, I, I like that guy, Jocko Willink, you know, he, you know, discipline equals freedom, you know, Navy SEAL guy. But you know what he says, and I agree, it's just like motivation waxes and wanes. And, you know, what we're trying to do here is show you, hey, it waxes and wanes for some of these reasons. His contention, and, you know, I, I can see it that way, is, you know, discipline. I'm not going to say discipline doesn't fail you, but when motivation fails you, discipline, if you have it, won't. And that's like, hey, I don't feel like working out. I'm not motivated to work out. But discipline says, no, you will, you will work out. So when we say process, right? Why, why is process important? Why is this rubric important? Because when all else fails and you say, hey, I've established that linkage between achieving my goals and outcomes, and it says that I need to do this, then you show up and do it. You know, that's the discipline, mm -hmm. right? That's the discipline, which is important. Anti-fragile, right? So that's Nassim Taleb. I like that concept because his contention is there's fragile, you break easy. There's resilient, which means you're tough, right? You can take a lot, but you can still be broken, but you're tough. Then there's anti-fragile, which is you can be broken, but then you come back even stronger, right? So it's, I'll say related to the cl you know, cl clinically, you know, post-traumatic growth. growth, this notion that, yeah, you get broken, but then, you know, you come back better. And that's not, again, to dismiss somebody's trauma and say, oh, you'll come back even better if you've lost somebody. Nothing makes that go away. Got it. But right. at the same time, you can be, all right, hey, what, what did I learn? Or am I stronger for having had to overcome that? We've all been through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, no doubt where you're like, why am I having to deal with this? Or why did I bust myself up? Or why this? And then you reflect and you're like, that was just part of growing, man. You know, and maybe that wasn't optimal, but did I make it through the other end? And am I maybe a better man for it or tougher or I don't know, you know, in, in some way changed maybe for the better, you, you can make that argument. But that's the concept of anti-fragility, right? So whoop, we've talked about wish obstacle or wish outcome obstacle plan. Ohms, obstacles make me stronger. So very much related to Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way the Impediment to Action Becomes the Action. So this is Marcus Aurelius. But it's this notion that rather than, it's a mindset shift, rather than looking at as obstacles as impediments, like why, 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 those, those obstacles are opportunities for growth. They make me stronger. You go to a Spartan race, as an example, you know, with Joe DeSena, and you don't go to the race to have no obstacles. Like, I'm just going to run around for, how, you know, however far the distance is. No, you want obstacles. Why? Because they're challenging and they make you stronger. It's the same sentiment, Right. So a growth mindset, you know, in terms of Carol Dweck, right? Going into any situation and putting yourself out there, right? So she'll say in her book, Mindset, you can either have the growth or fixed mindset. Fixed mindset says, I have my innate abilities and I'm never going to get any better. So I don't want to put myself out there because I don't want to be proven to not be competent or good. Those with the growth mindset are like, no, I'm going to put myself out there because I want to challenge myself. And even if I fall short, I will come back better almost related to, to you know, anti-fragile post-chromatic yeah. growth. So, you know, it's not being afraid to fail because you look at it as a growth opportunity. Um, and, and lastly, as it relates to, I'll say, the warrior ethos. So that those mindset shifts, those challenges, that discipline, anti-fragility, obstacles make me stronger, growth mindset, I would say, are all embodied in that warrior ethos, at least to some degree. So...
Again, I know we threw a lot at everyone. There's a lot of tools, a lot of concepts, a lot of rubrics that we could probably go into even more detail with. But bottom line, wanted to provide at least some concepts for what comprises motivation, you know, such that you could look and say, okay, hey, where am I going wrong? Why don't I feel motivated? Or in some, some instances, like with discipline, all right, I'm not feeling motivated, but I've got my schedule. I've made my commitment. I said I was going to do this because it's linked to my outcome and I'm going to do it no matter what, because I want to achieve that outcome. Well then, hey, that's better than not doing it at all. That's true. Any parting thoughts? Uh, just I know that Jocko every morning texts a <laughs> picture of his the, watch the at like four thirty, like four thirty in the morning, and you know it's a it's him calling everybody else out and himself for accountability for him and his tribe to show up. And well, so there's, no, there's something to be said. I about think that. that's pretty neat. You know, it's like they'll say if you've got a big lofty goal, share it. You know, because yeah. then there's that social pressure and accountability. Right. And in large measure, I mean, I like Jocko. I mean, I think he's got a lot of humility. I don't think he does that to you know, show off. I think no, he, part, part of it of is process. to a, inspire and yeah. B to show, Hey, I've got this commitment and then C because he's realizing people are going to be watching. So you people's watching. Up. I mean, <laughs> you know, started, that yeah. guy's tough, man, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, all right. All right. Good stuff, Mike. Yeah. All right, dude. We'll see you next episode. Yeah, man. Like us, share us. Hi, Matt Hastings here. Sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders and to reach as many of those in need as possible. We need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found. Check us out on our website at warriorsascent.org.